0: Hey folks, Josh here. This fall at Gen Con, the largest tabletop gaming convention in the world, our show will be hosting its very first live recording session. Taking place August 2nd at 8pm in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Indianapolis, this show will include a one-time recording of a What's in the Rift one-shot as well as a prize drawing amongst ticketed guests where we'll be handing out exclusive What's in the Rift Gen Con 2024 custom t-shirts, as well as a Cortex Prime RPG handbook signed by the system's creator, Cam Banks. Tickets are $6 and available via Gen Con's events page. You can find more information and a link to the sales portal at rift.show forward slash live. We can't wait to see you there. Rusty Quill Presents. Hey folks, Josh here. Thank you for sticking with us through our third episode. Kicking us off today is friend of the show, Be Not Afraid. If you're not familiar with Be Not Afraid, they are a sci-fi comedy podcast, I think you could say. If you like Good Omens or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you'd probably love this show too. So, without further ado, here is Be Not Afraid. Be not afraid, Noah.
1: You're not in any
2: immediate danger. You're just a prophet. That means you have a very important
1: mission on your hands. And you'll be experiencing some convulsions and headaches for the next few days.
3: Destroy it all so you can...
1: try again?
3: Yes? Yes! One big storm is all it takes.
4: Silence, all of you demons! Demons? That's a bit ignorant. That is. We don't
5: go around calling you mortal or carbon-based.
6: It wobbles slightly
2: and blinks drunkenly with all its eyes, one at a time.
5: What in the donkey of stupid fucking fuckery is this?
2: Listen to "Be Not Afraid" wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Previously on what's in the rift. Had
7: a little conversation here with our friend Herman. How did you put that, Herman? Someone said like up. a
8: bomb going off in my skull. Like
7: like a bomb going off in his skull. Uh, do you remember mention of the hammer in the rift?
0: Unlike every post you've seen on the rift so far, this one isn't cryptic at all.
6: Successful interlace events recorded. Confirm receipt and purge logs. Data segregation is a priority one initiative. Redouble efforts with successful subjects and continue observations. But you have a letter, do you?
3: This is the apartment we were supposed to be at. So Bruce is going to pick up the letter and unfold it.
6: To dearest Bruce, on occasion of your first interlace, I cannot tell you all the things I wish to tell you. I have tried, believe me, but for whatever cause, I am unable... Perhaps I can help you learn all you and your friends need to know another way. Let me tell you a story. Sorry. Sorry. What's in the Rift is intended for mature audiences. This show includes death drug use, criminal activity, and a consistent undercurrent of existential dread. Any children discovered listening to this show will get The Hammer.
3: Yeah, Bruce wants to try and see if he can somehow tune into Angel Radio and figure something out about this.
0: Absolutely. Here's how Angel Radio is going to work. You do whatever you're going to do narratively, and you put together a dice pool for me. What information you get back will depend on how well you do against the test.
3: Okay. Bruce is gonna start crinkling the paper and just a, getting a consistent sound going. He's gonna close his eyes and start listening. Use the distinction, tuning into Angel Radio, his relationship with Court. How is Court gonna help here? I can make static noises. How <laughs> <laughs> it? Okay, and then I will use manager as trying to find a organized solution to this puzzling problem.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, a little loose, but all uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring organization to chaos. That's fair. And what exactly
0: are you trying to discern? If there's something specific it may be a slightly easier way.
3: The main thing would just be how it relates to Bruce. Why this message had to be delivered to him. I'm sorry. I, I guess I am being kind of a weirdo. I, I, I've never done that in front of anybody before. I talked about it a little bit on the riff, but I, I thought maybe I could learn something about this beyond what's on the page. But all I really know is that this message was meant for me.
4: Oh yeah, no, no, that
3: that part wasn't
4: weird at all. It was the interaction with the small child. That what you did now that made perfect sense to me.
3: <laughs> I'm really popular with my son's friends. I swear. I. Don't believe you. <laughs> but that's not here or there. Uh, so, Bruce, do you want to go see
4: what this child did in this empty apartment by herself at late at night?
3: Yeah, I think Bruce is feeling, after that encounter, that girl knowing his name, he's feeling a little shaken, Okay, but also maybe a little more emboldened to find out what is in here. So, sure. he's going to go, I'm entering your apartment. Hello. And you can't stop him. <laughs>
0: Is there a hammer here? You don't hear any response (laughs) to that, but you do notice that there are some more sheets of paper laid out on the kitchen table that appear to have something drawn on them. There's a lot of clutter in here. Whatever this building was, it's obviously not been used for quite some time, but there's evidence of recent activity, and you have to assume that's from the girl that was sent here to an abandoned building to deliver this message. So if you want to search, you're going to have to tell me what you're searching and how you're going about. I need to know what you you two are doing. Court is
4: a little confused at this point. So she's going to pull out her phone and see if she now has the ability to message on the rift to see if anyone's in the apartment or if it's just them. What were you trying to do on the rift, Ryan? I'm trying to send a message to the group saying that we are inside the apartment and we don't see anyone.
0: And if they're here, please come out. Are you just looking to send a message in the group chat or are you looking to send a message to an individual user? Um, I'll send the where is everyone to group chat. Court sends this message on the rift. You get a ping, Blanche. You're staring at Herman as he is weaving back and forth and Jackie is manipulating the back of his head with a pack of ice but you now have your phone going off in your pocket that indicates that there's a message being sent to you on the rift. Okay I pull out my phone You see the message that Court just sent? Court, what was that message one more time for Blanche's sake?
4: Is anyone there? We are inside the apartment
7: It says they're inside the apartment. Did you hear anybody come in? No. Herman, does your head have any insight into what's happening? (laughs) Give me a second here. No. I... I... uh, So, no. I don't have anything about anyone else. Okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, Jackie, I'm going to go prowl the apartment and see if I can find anybody... Uh, So I am I still in the mirror wall room?
0: Yeah, you're through the looking glass, baby.
7: Okay, I'm going to come back (laughs) through the looking glass into the bedroom and look around. I'm assuming I see nobody.
0: Nope, the room is exactly as you left it. There's the tray that Herman had mentioned on the bed. There's the dried blood. And as you make your way down the hall, there's still no indication of anyone being in the apartment.
7: Hello, is anybody here? Okay, I will head back to the looking glass.
0: Okay. You make your way back into the room. You are back there with Jackie and Herman. Herman being looked at and worked over by Jackie.
7: Uh, there's nobody else
2: here. Maybe send a message back and say we're at the apartment too, but there's no sign of anyone else.
7: Okay, so I type into the rift... We're here in the bedroom, but nobody else is here. Where are you?
0: Court, you receive a ding on your phone and Varinam has replied to you. She says that she's in the bedroom and she doesn't see anyone else here. And we're in the living room, right? Where you guys had met the young girl was in the hallway immediately outside the kitchen the ah. living room is right next to you, though. Down the hall, you do see a door slightly open that is dark and a door to the left that is closed. All right, Bruce,
4: they say they're in the bedroom, so let's go surprise them. (laughs) All right, so are you sneaky?
3: I'm going to say no.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's not good. It's going to make it really hard to surprise them. All right, I'm going to give you a sneak lessons, okay? Okay. Just follow my lead. Uh, And Court starts tiptoeing towards the
3: closed door. Like, overly dramatically.
0: Bruce, are you following in your wingtips? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> Bruce is trying his best not to clomp along with the heels.
0: You make your way back. Are you checking the door at the end of the hall? Or are you going to the one to the left?
4: Our court will go to the
0: one at the end of the hall. Okay. You push the door open, and the first thing that you notice about this room is the extreme humidity. There is some type of active leak here happening, and that's most clearly indicated by the black mold that is growing all over the sides of what you assume used to be a vanity, but is now badly water-rotted. And the tile itself, rather disturbingly, seems to have sprouted mushrooms in multiple places from between the grout. Super- no, <laughs> no,
4: we're not going in there. Um, what did you see? So you remember the coughing from before and I was like, oh, it could be bronchitis. <laughs> we, we're not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, do you like mushrooms? I, I'm allergic. Oh, good. Then don't go in that room. Uh, was that the bedroom? Uh, I think that was the bathroom, but it's hard to tell with all of like the the mold and the fungi and the general feeling that I didn't want to have skin anymore, like that kind of thing. (laughs) So against my better judgment, maybe we should check out the other door? I,
0: yeah. You guys walk up to the other door and Court, you put your hand on the handle and go to push it open, but it doesn't budge.
4: Uh, Court's gonna try jiggling the handle and see if it feels like it's locked or give it like a little nudge and see if it's barred. Try to figure out what's causing the blockage.
0: So the handle doesn't rotate when you go to move it, putting your shoulder into it. The door obviously doesn't move either, but whether that's because it's latched or ended or just jammed in the doorway due to swelling from the humidity in the air, you're not certain. Let me know what you want to do here.
4: Yeah, I'd like to make um, make a test to determine. I'm mostly looking at the frame and seeing if that is putting too much pressure on the door.
0: You're going to have to beat a nine. That is a D6 challenge with a six and a three on the die. All
4: right. So, Court is going to use what could go wrong. And with the idea that I'm trying to open a door when I've already seen what's behind the other door in the house. Court would like to use their connection with Bruce. Mostly by calling Bruce over and telling him, in case something bad happens, just push Court out of the way. Just as like a safety precaution. And... Court's going to use uh, Scoundrel as a specialty because sometimes, in the past, Court may or may not have found ways to open doors that were not accessible.
0: That's fair. Go ahead and get your dice pool ready and let's see if you can beat that 9. And just to be clear, this is to determine what is blocking the door or to open the door? Preferably to
4: open the door if it's safe, but I can just go with uh, determining if it's safe or not.
0: No, that's I think that's fine. We'll we'll say you're trying to open the door here. 14. You run your fingers along the seam of the door, and you notice that there appears to be some swelling from moisture. The indication from the bathroom being a pretty clear giveaway that this apartment has suffered from some type of water issue. Given that information and the handle not moving, you do get something to force into the open end of the door handle and you hear a click and now the handle moves freely and with Bruce's assist, manage to force the door open. What greets you is a dingy bedroom. It's obviously been completely cleared out of furniture or anything like that, but there are multiple deep, dark stains all over a thick pile shag carpeting. Other than that, there appears to be a closet in this room, and there appears to be some type of mirror on the wall, but it is completely bare, save for that.
4: There's no other furniture in this room, right? Like, I'm not crazy, right? You're seeing the same thing as me?
3: Yeah, and definitely no people. I have to say, though, that was like out of a James Bond novel. That was amazing. (laughs) You are so cool.
4: Oh, no, no. I just have you never broken into your siblings room at night in order to play pranks on them? You use a card, you slide it into the doorway, push it open, you creep in and then you put two space all over their face.
3: Oh, my God. I'm so going to do that to Hans when I get back (laughs) to the hotel tonight. Isn't
4: Hans your son? Yeah. Okay, it's much different. Uh. (laughs) it's it's totally do not do that do not listen to what i was saying i'm going to pull my phone back out
3: it's kind of weird that there would be a mirror when everything else seems like it's gone
4: yeah i'm mostly concerned like you said that no one else is in this room one moment i have more messages to send um and court is going to send a message saying we're in the upsetting bedroom and we don't see anyone
0: Similarly to before, Blanche, your phone dings again, indicating another message from the Riff. However, Jackie, you are dealing with a rapidly decaying Herman. In the time between the first message and the second, Herman has started to get woozy. And when I say woozy, I mean that he's becoming listless, he's no longer responding to your questions, and the ice pack that you're holding to the back of his head, his hand has slipped away from the bag and is now hanging limp at his side when you go to get a look at his face you notice that he has a stare that is going off into the middle distance not focused on anything at all
2: oh this isn't good Uh, i'm gonna check his pulse hey blanche um herman's not doing so great anymore i'm thinking i'm gonna have to release some of the pressure in his head Uh, are you telling me
7: that i i have to assist you Maybe, yeah.
0: Herman looks up a little bit as you two are talking. Blanche, his eyes meet yours for a second, and he says to you, What? Jackie, you know that he's losing the power of speech, which is an indicator that if this is a bleed, that he's going full stroke.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna have to make a hole. Make a hole in a skull.
7: It, um. Um. Uh, 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 uh. All right. What do you? Uh, oh God, Um. I need to sit down.
2: What's going on with the messages?
7: They said they're here in the bedroom, but there's nobody else here or there. Let Let me send another message and make sure they've got the right apartment. So I pick up my phone and I type into the chat, are you sure you have the right apartment? It is number 16, send.
0: You hit send, and as the message works its way across the ether, Herman flops forward and starts to seize. The muscles in his body are now tense, Jackie, and you know the time is of the essence. Has he lost consciousness? It's difficult to tell. You know that a seizure by definition involves loss of consciousness. Things are rapidly deteriorating for Herman, and he needs some type of intervention if he is going to live.
2: All right. I know you're not big, but I'm going to have to have you try to kind of hold him while I try to make an opening.
7: Okay, can I look
2: away? Yes. Okay.
0: Blanche, Herman is laying partially thrown on the floor. His arms are stock stiff at his side and his eyes are rolled back into his head. And the most concerning thing is that his head is not still.
7: I uh, take his head and place it between my knees
0: Jackie, you grab what you need from your Gladstone bag and you turn back around and Blanche is now straddling Herman's head as he is laid mostly face down on the floor. She has her hands holding him securely against the floor. What are you doing? I mean, this sounds like trepanning, basically. Do you have a power drill in that bag? Like, what's your plan? Here?
2: Well, no, um, <laughs> no power drill. Um, I have a scalpel and a hand crank drill
0: for the skull. Okay.
2: I will be making a small hole in the back of his head. Okay. Just surface bone. Yeah. After the incision with the scalpel.
0: Jackie, this is going to be a difficult series of tests in order to successfully do home surgery on someone in a non-sterile environment with an untrained assistant, but you see little choice here. Yes. We're going to gate this to three major steps. If at any point you manage a heroic success, you are able to pass the next gate. The first step is preparing the site. This involves making your initial incision, identifying the correct place to make your hole and aligning everything appropriately. The second step is the actual physical or mechanical operation, which is drilling in appropriately sized and depth hole. As you know, drilling into a skull is a risky endeavor. You go a little bit too deep and you end up with soup and you go too shallow and nothing actually gets relieved. The third test will be managing to keep the area sterile. If you make it this far, you've stabilized him at least, but if you don't appropriately handle the now-open wound that you've introduced to Herman's head, there will be major complications down the line. That all laid out, are you prepared to engage in active surgery on Herman Foster, tourist, man who until recently had a perfectly fine, if uneventful, life? <laughs> uh,
2: yes, I have uh, some antiseptic in my bag since we do not have time to do any
0: water boiling kind nor administer any anesthetic or anything like that
2: let's just hope he stays unconscious
0: just don't roll anyone yeah hitches could be bad here and i will say that this is a high stakes test so generally that's reserved for contests but given that we are dealing with a living creature here if we have any failure herman's probably not going to make it
2: well if we don't do anything he's not
0: going to make he's it he's probably not going to make it either your first test will be a d8 test And you need to beat, wow, uh, an incredibly low roll. You need to beat a four. So I I build my dice pool, right? You will maintain the same dice pool throughout this series of tests. So yes, you will build your dice pool.
2: Okay, so I'm uh, doing it for others. And then I'm also going to add Blanche. And... My medical bag with medical instruments and then healer from. Mm. If we could do both, I'd do healer and handy person, but I'm thinking I'm just gonna go with
0: healer on this one. I think healer is probably the better choice. Now, you know the outcome of this role before you built this dice pool. So, you know, if you wanna spice things up, it's a high pressure moment. Do you want to include your shaky hands hindrance?
2: I was just looking at that, yeah. I think I will do that because I could definitely use the plot point. So I will do shaky hands and step down my die eight to
0: the die four. All right. You have to beat a four. Let's hear that roll. All right. Here we go. Six. The six does beat the four, which means that you are able to identify an appropriate spot. Blanche, you managed to hold his head well enough that Jackie is able to line up everything. As the scalpel enters Herman's skin, the blood is manageable and you are able to expose enough of his skull that you feel that you can get purchased with your hand crank. You press the hand crank to the skull and you prepare it. And now you have a D10 test. To drill an appropriate hole at an appropriate depth into the stranger's head,
1: <laughs>
0: and that is an eight.
2: So, I think I would like to do the shaky hands one more time to hopefully get another plot point.
0: Okay, yeah, super risky, but yeah, I like it. I'm
2: gonna risk it. I'm gonna risk it. Okay, here we go. Uh, so 15, but
0: I did roll two ones. Oh, okay. The 15 is enough on its own to pass both gates, however, those two ones are going to introduce an ongoing crisis. This ongoing crisis is going to be a medical emergency, and that, because there are two ones, will be a DA. Every test. Every contest that is related to anything dealing with Herman now has an additional D8 added to its difficulty. But that is a heroic success as well. You manage to dive the hand crank in as you are working away Blanche. The smell of the heated bone from the friction of the drill is making you nauseous. You are doing your best to focus on something other than the fact that there is a man who's having his head drilled into at this moment in your lap and that works fairly well for you because it smells a little bit like burnt dry noodles and that's not the worst smell (laughs) and you manage with that up until Jackie finally breaks through and the sheer volume of blood in Herman's head causes it to spurt like a geyser all over the backs of your hands, over your thighs. Jackie, it arcs up and hits you right in the face and trickles down your shoulders and chest. But the seizing stops. You act quickly. You pull the bed sheet that was previously tied around Herman's hand and press it firmly against the wound. And then you douse it with the antiseptic that you have from your Gladstone bag. Herman appears to be doing a little bit better. But the amount of blood is concerning. The amount of blood is enough that you think that Herman probably needs a transfusion, but you don't know his blood type or even where to go to get one right now. Well... Yeah, but you do have two plot points out of it. Yes.
2: So can I use that to not going to die on me and step down the severity with that?
0: Okay, you normally would be able to, but this is... Because it's an ongoing crisis, it's not applicable. So read to me the text of not going to die on me, your special effect.
2: It automatically succeeds on a test to step down the wound or ailment. By spending two plot points.
0: So, you can spend those two plot points, but all that will happen is that this ongoing crisis of medical emergency will go from a D8 to a D6. You will be able to stabilize Herman a little bit, but you will not be able to remove the problem. Okay. You could, however, if you can get Herman to a D4, maybe have him regain consciousness. And how you choose to do that is entirely up to you and Blanche.
7: Hmm... So I'm now holding a antiseptic soaked bedsheet against his head covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Permission to vomit? <laughs> no. Uh, you do
2: I, not I have
0: permission it. to vomit.
2: <laughs> We're trying to keep this sterile as possible. You can Try do this. It. Just don't look. Okay.
0: Blanche, there is no amount of Sunday school that has prepared you for this. No amount of (laughs) stories about Jason or his divine beneficence that has prepared you to hold a dying man between your legs as he spews blood all over you. And this is very difficult. Blanche, I'm going to need you to roll me a test to not vomit. Okay. Since this is particularly difficult, this will be a D10 test for you. You have to beat a nine.
7: I am going to use Sunday School Star and draw on some verses from the Book of Duke. Okay. All about strength and spiritualist as well. Okay. For the same reason. And Jackie, so that she doesn't want to stab me with her scalpel if I vomit on this man.
0: All (laughs) right. You have to beat a nine.
7: You can do this. Oh, shit. Uh, I beat a nine, but I also rolled a one. I rolled an 11 if you need the exact number.
0: You manage to fight back the nausea, but you feel that it's only a temporary thing. The oncoming waves of it are just too much for you to handle, and you have this overwhelming need to leave this area. The blood is too much. If you choose to remain here, you will receive a D6 complication, which is just simply going to be called Ick. (laughs) (laughs) Ick. Nice.
7: Um, Jackie... I think I need you to hold this, or you're going to have a lot more than blood to clean. You need some air? I need some air. <laughs> I will move my hand to where she is holding down the
2: sheet sure. and let her step away.
7: I sprint out of the closet mirror and <laughs> I like slump over onto the bed like... <sighs> 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 Though not
0: far removed, the ability to go and remove yourself from the immediate situation, you do feel that initial wave of nausea subside. Whether it was the verses from the Book of Duke that you played in your head or just the general divine strength provided by Jason, you do manage to hold your lunch and not puke everywhere. Jackie, you're left with Herman... You do feel that you've bought him some time. The loss of blood will be concerning, though, and it's not like you can give him a cookie and an orange juice and ask him to sit in the lobby for 15 minutes to recover. Right. However you plan to deal with that, you'll have some time because we're going to cut back over to Tosca and Jenny, who have just exited the building and are now standing out on the street. Tosca, Jenny, what exactly were you guys after? And now that you're out here, what are you doing? I want to check this car out. Okay. You walk up to the car and it is a fairly nicely appointed sedan. There's no signs of wear or tear. All the windows are intact. There's no body damage. It's just a car. You've never seen a car look like it came straight off the factory line before.
5: Right. And are there any
0: keys on this car? I don't know. How are you going to make that determination?
5: Jenny, I don't know what I was expecting coming out here. I just thought we'd find some sort of answer. What do you want to do?
1: Well, I'm curious why you haven't seen a car in months.
5: Okay, there's no cars here normally. There's ever. a car right here. Like, Yeah, but that's the first car, like I said, that I've seen in like three and a half months. The last car I saw had no doors and a gun on top of it. Are you from Detroit? Have not seen any other cars? What?
1: Are you from Detroit?
5: <laughs> no, I'm from uh, Florida.
1: But I mean, there's cars all over the place.
5: No, no, not here. But we could get in this car and leave.
1: We could just steal somebody's Maybe. car.
5: It Would we? Though shit is weird now. Is stuff, stuff the thing still? Are you asking me? I'm asking Jenny. No.
6: <laughs> does it matter um, if
5: we break the law in this situation? It
1: Does... The rest of the scene, everything looks normal, right? Like I would expect. But normal for Like him. all the buildings
0: are intact. Relatively normal, save for across the street, is an, a gas station with a billboard that says Love Like Jason Christ.
1: Okay, well, minus the weird Jason stuff. Like nothing's run down. There's no like Mad Max crew coming towards me. Like everything looks like standard basic, like I would assume.
0: So, you look up and down the street, and this section of street seems normal to your eyes, Jenny. Mm-hmm. But what is a little concerning to you is that there are columns of smoke rising from a few streets over. As you pause and are kind of surveying the area, you do hear what sound like some alarmed voices echoing in the night.
5: Do you hear that? I do hear that.
1: What do you think is happening?
5: Um, well, we could not figure it out and get in this car. And not worry about those (laughs) alarming noises over there.
1: You just want to leave screaming people screaming and steal a car? They're screaming
5: for a reason. And it would be cool for us to get away from that reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's not fun. (laughs) How far away does it sound like they are? Like, are they like miles away or are they like around the corner?
0: If you had to guess, we're talking maybe three to four blocks.
5: Fine, let's go look and see what it is.
0: I don't even have to argue. (laughs) (laughs) Actually,
5: hold on, hold on, hold on, though. hold on. We can take this car. So here's my here's my thinking process. If we have a shield around us and there's an issue, we're far less likely to be harmed from said thing.
1: Or we can use it to help get the people away. You don't
5: understand. I've never driven a car before. (laughs)
1: <laughs> then how do you know how to drive? I should probably drive. You, this is going to be dangerous. Oh, no, fuck that. I'm going to walk over to the driver's Absolutely side door. Oh
5: fuck
1: that. <laughs> okay. Tosca, you don't know how to drive. It's you very dangerous. You tell me dangerous. how you put the thing,
5: D, I'm guessing, and then you go.
1: I mean, maybe it depends what kind of car it is. Uh, I'm going to try the handle on the driver's side. Uh,
0: the door is locked.
1: Oh, well, it's locked. I guess we'll just run over there real quick. Come on.
5: Ugh. Can I try to break the car window?
0: You absolutely can. I absolutely
5: want to try to break the car window. I
0: knew that would happen. I tried. Do it. You have to beat a five.
5: I'm going to use resourceful by necessity. Um, Jenny. Well, Jenny doesn't really want me doing this, though.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that you can't use the relationship with Jenny. She's already trying to push you out.
5: I'm going to agree with that. And I'm going to use scoundrel, obvious reason. Um, <laughs> I don't and get it.
0: That's all I can do, huh? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and I gotta beat what? You have to beat a five.
5: Beat a five. Relatively okay. low well roll. That's doable. Two and three. Okay, I have an eight and a two.
0: Okay, uh, that's a ten, which means that's a heroic success. Oh, hell so you yeah. So you break this window, and you get to tell me exactly how this goes down.
5: Okay, so I'm going to look around for a rock on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a decently sized one, one about the size of my hand. I'm going to pick it up and instead of like going over to it, and just smashing it, I'm going to throw the rock at it and break through the window with it.
0: The window breaks away fairly cleanly and the safety glass crumples, but does not shatter and you were able to clear it out. The rock lands in the driver's seat and almost by providence, it would seem, the alarm does not go off. There is no alarm what? on this car. Maybe what kind of yeah. car is it? Well, it's it's an, a C three hundred. It's what a, a Chrysler.
5: What? It's a fucking Chrysler, bro. Okay, so do I see keys?
0: Well, you get to tell me how this breaking went down, so do you see keys?
5: Okay, so I'm going to move the glass out of the way. I'm going to get in the driver's seat before Jenny can, number one. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to open the glove box and find a set of keys inside. And then I'm going to say, Jenny, let's ride.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How could I turn that down?
5: Yeah, how could you?
1: I'm trying to think of a way.
0: (laughs) Well, so, Jenny, your acceptance of some law-breaking being necessary, or rather, it feels a bit like the lack of laws would be a common thing here in Florida, hasn't taken total hold over you. You still are ultimately from the place that you're originally from. Right, which is why... this would definitely be frowned upon, so... (laughs) And
1: nothing really amiss has struck me besides the Jason billboard. So I don't really have a reason to be like... Chaos, commit crimes. So, but I'm trying to think of. Like, <laughs> I mean, my chariot's right there.
5: Well, um, look, I will drive slowly beside you if you really want to walk. walk. Think- really <laughs> That's that
1: exactly what I was thinking. Um, so you offer Jenny this chariot, and she's going to, like, she'll kind of step towards it. And then she kind of takes a step back, and then she'll, like, reach for the handle, and she's like, I'm just, I'm just going to run over. It's just a few blocks. And then, like, I'll just kind of start jogging.
5: so I want to turn on the radio and I'm hoping that there's a jam
0: there 100% is what (laughs) kind of jam
5: a funk jam I want want a true funk jam
0: there's the funkiest bit of jam you've ever heard hell yeah
5: you hear this jam Jenny
3: lovely (laughs) nice
5: this is a kick ass jam what Bob
3: Dylan song is it
5: (laughs) Okay, so are you riding with me or not?
1: No,
3: absolutely because not.
5: Because I'm 100% riding and driving this car to That's those screams.
1: Wonderful. Um, Jenny is going to run towards the sound of the screams.
0: You were set off towards those. Pillars of smoke that you saw earlier. It is just a few blocks over, and this is a relatively quiet area, uh, an area that has not seen a lot of human activity. Period. Recently, Tosca, you're following along
5: in the car. Yes, I am driving in the car, but I have fumbled. Are I you fumbled. driving at
1: the speed that I'm running? <laughs>
5: I have fumbled it into drive. I'm assuming it's an automatic, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So, I, so my, my, my <laughs> reasoning leads name. me to believe that D stands for drive. So I put the car in drive and it starts rolling. Uh-huh. How it's rolling, I'm not necessarily certain. But I noticed that if I push one of the pedals down, it slows. And if I push another, it goes faster. So I think I got this driving thing figured out. Oh <laughs> so... And I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life.
1: (laughs) All I can picture is like when teenagers learn to drive, and it's like. "Uh,
5: (laughs) <laughs> yep,
0: that's exactly you got the what Bob happened.
5: going. Yeah, that's what <laughs> We've
0: got the radio blaring, and uh, <laughs> we've got Tosca riding the brake. Yep, as he idles along, and the brights are on. <laughs> you guys make the few blocks over. The most notable thing about this trip is Tosca. The road's very smooth up until it isn't, and then okay. it is. Incredibly rough. Bottom the car out a couple times after this transition happens, and by the time you reach there, you are no longer able to just coast. You've had to press on the gas a couple times to free yourself from divots, and that was a scary experience because you went launching forward and getting a good feel on how far to depress that pedal has been an experience. But you guys do make it there, and when you arrive, Jenny. You notice that there are things burning on the street and there are folks that just appear distraught. Now this looks like home. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going <laughs> to run up to uh, just want someone close on the sidewalk. What, what happened?
0: What's going on here? What kind of person are you looking at right now?
1: Um, probably someone that would look somewhat approachable doesn't really matter male or female but someone that looks somewhat friendly mm-hmm. that would actually talk to me I'm not going to run up to like a kid that probably wouldn't know anything I'm not going to run sure. up to some like big brute That would be like, fuck off. But just like any average person (laughs) that looks like
0: they have a good head on their shoulders that would actually talk to me. You come up to a woman and she is sitting with her head between her knees and her hands on either side of her head. And she is just moaning low. As you approach, she snaps upright, stands and takes a step back.
8: What do you want? What do you, what do you... Ugh
1: god my head i just i heard the screaming and i i came to help what happened how are you not look look around what is
8: what is going on who are these people in my
1: head uh i look around do i see anything that would make sense
0: <laughs> you see a, a bunch of people behaving similarly
1: okay Ooh, that's not good you said there's people in your head like voices No, no, it's,
8: I don't know. I don't, who the fuck is Stephanie?
0: And she looks at you like you might have an answer.
1: I would like to make a dice pool to come up with an
0: answer. <laughs> okay, sure. This is going to be particularly difficult for you. You have no experience with anything like this, right, Jenny? Right. I mean, you're pretty familiar with the weird, but this is not a weird that you've encountered before, right?
1: So I actually, I want to that just a little bit, I want to make a dice pool because I'm going to assume that she and coincidentally these other people, question mark, are having some sort of mental breakdown or some sort of mental crisis. So I. I'd like to make a role to try and help them from that point of view, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Are you just trying to like calm her down or?
1: Um. Yeah. So trying to use what I know about psychology, whatever Jenny might know, depending on this role and how someone going through whatever I think this might be, which is probably not what it actually is, but how to help someone through that, you know, be it talking them through it, trying to talk them back out of it.
0: I've got a six on a D8 challenge because I'm rolling horribly tonight. <laughs> all for your advantage, apparently. So go ahead and build your pool.
1: So I will witness the weird since they're all freaking out.
5: I'm currently jamming, so. <laughs>
0: T- Toska's brought the car to a halt and has just cranked the stereo a few more decibels. That's freaking awesome.
1: Tosca, can you turn that off, please? There's, there's something serious happening here.
5: Absolutely not. <laughs> You're not going to get anything from these people. I have never heard music like this, and I've never been in a car. Like, it might sound selfish. It's been a weird night. I'm going to take full advantage of the situation then. And
1: I'm not using Tosca. I will use (laughs) Healer, since I'm trying to mentally heal, so to speak.
0: Yep. Which is
1: a 12 now. And I will roll with the two of them, I guess. I have to be... What was it again?
0: Only a 6. A 4 and a 2 on a D8. Oh, gosh.
1: 10 and six nine it's an eight so it's six (laughs) 16
0: you've got a 10 and a six which is a 16 which is a a heroic success and then some so tell me exactly what you do and you've succeeded well enough that you get to narratively shape this
1: so i will just sort of gently like touch this lady's shoulder and i'm not sure what's happening here but it's gonna be okay I don't know what's happening to all these people, but I'm sure Stephanie is really, really nice and we're going to figure this out and I'm just going to kind of like try to sit her down and talk her through it calmly and as she's you know, asking about all these names and voices just come up with random answers on the fly that don't really confirm what she's saying, but aren't combative with what she's saying.
0: So Jenny manages to get her calmed down. She shouts out the who the fuck is Stephanie and while initially taken back, you do manage to step forward and, and put a hand on her shoulder and she doesn't immediately wince like she did when you first approached instead she looks at you and that look changes from one of desperation to one that seems to be seeking some type of empathy she collapses into you jenny and she says i i don't know what's going on
8: i i i know who i am i just don't know why all these other things are in my head. These
1: memories aren't my memories. Why isn't it happening to you? I I, I don't know, but it's going to be okay, I promise. What's what's the last thing that happened? What do you remember? There was a noise. There was a noise.
8: And then everything changed. Everything just... I, I
1: didn't feel like me. It felt like somebody else was in here with me. When she says that, recognizing that it's very similar, I'm going to turn and I'm going to pull out my big kid voice and say, Tosca, I need you to come here right now, please.
5: Cries. Okay, mom. So I'm going to turn off the car (laughs) and go to Jenny.
0: All right. Tosca, you come up on a scene where a woman that you don't recognize, but you do recognize as somebody that belongs in Florida has curled up on Jenny almost as if for support, and she is desperately blathering on about these people inside her head that don't belong there
1: tosca you you were saying something similar, right?
5: yeah, I got yeah it um, mine passed a little, but I definitely know that when it happened, it wasn't fun, so I kind of knew what she's going through
1: but it it went away. Does it get better?
5: Yeah, it got better for me. I'm good. I was just driving a car so I had to get out. <laughs>
8: I'm sorry, a car.
5: She looks intrigued. Right. Yeah, there's Stop a car it, here. No. That's what I said. I said the same thing. You want to get in it and go?
8: Oh, well, it might distract me from my from what's going on with my head. Is it is it your car?
5: For now? Temporarily?
8: That's good enough for me.
5: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
8: What? Oh, uh, well, uh, listen, I got a I don't know. I got he's my husband. He's inside. I can't just go,
1: I'm sorry.
5: Inside where?
1: I mean, if you want to take a car ride, I think that might be good to kind of clear your head a little bit. Oh, so you're down with the car? Okay. And she
5: she doesn't even let you finish and she gets in the car. <laughs> so are you coming today? I, <sighs> yes. All right, where are we headed to?
1: I, we can just take a couple laps around the block or something.
5: Yeah. I don't want to get, get too far if her
1: husband's in the building.
5: Check first. Maybe he wants to come, too.
1: Okay. And I will... I'm assuming she pointed to the building or something when she said that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, what's your name? Oh, I'm Glenda. Glenda. Okay. And your husband's name? Gypsum. I'm going to go see if I can find him. Uh, And I'll head into the building. And I'm just going to kind of walk in sort of timidly and like, Gypsum? Glenda's husband? Are you in here? And I'm just kind of like gingerly, not really yelling, (laughs) but like voice raised slightly uh, to see if I find him.
0: A man wheels himself around the corner on an office chair that's missing a wheel. You notice, similarly, this man is missing a leg, and he has a milk crate strapped on there with a stick or maybe a broken crutch. It's hard to tell because it's just covered in trash, almost like he's adorned it with it. And he looks up at you and says, I'm Gypsum. How can I help you? Gypsum! You're not here, Tosca. (laughs) Oh, I'm not here?
1: (laughs) No, I'm inside the building. You're
0: in
5: the car. You're in the car with his wife. That's right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be Fuck back in yeah. a second, though. Glenda should have told me this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just found your wife, Glenda, outside, and she was having kind of an issue, but we were going to take her for a car ride to kind of clear her head. Uh, did you want to come with us?
0: I'm sorry. Uh, did you say a car ride?
1: Yeah, just to just to clear her head a little bit. She's having kind of a, a little freak out, but it's it's fine now.
0: This isn't like a euphemism. We're not going to go out back and just get fucked up, right? You, you got an actual car?
1: <laughs> I I kind of squint. My eyes, like, how is this happening twice in a row (laughs) that people don't seem to know
0: what cars are? (laughs) If you got a car, I'll go anywhere with you. Bring Glenda or not.
1: (laughs) I'm also trying very hard, very hard to not stare at his leg. He catches
0: you kind of glancing at it and he goes eh, and he waves it around a little bit and you hear a jingle somewhere in there you don't know if you get a bell in there or if it's just trash but.
1: my eyes from their narrowed stance widen a bit um and i'm gonna say yeah it's it's a real car and we're gonna go for a real drive and you're welcome to join us
0: all right let's do it and he great clambers up from the chair uh you make your way out to the car he acknowledges glenda but does not seem overly concerned with her distraught state and he leans over and says just to be clear she thinks that we're more than we are there's you know three or four of these wives Floating around, and he does the full on air quote right in front of you. And then he opens the door and says, Oh, baby, are you feeling better?
1: I'm just standing outside the car, like, What the actual
5: fuck? <laughs> so Tips up. Um,
0: oh, Tosca, you didn't what tell was me Tosca,
5: bro.
1: Tosca. You guys know each other?
5: Hey, I found a car. You, a car owner? Coming up in the world, baby. Yeah, it's a recent development.
1: This somehow makes less sense and more sense. At the same time.
0: <laughs>
5: so, where are we headed?
0: Shove over. I have no idea, but everybody here is all kinds of messed up. We got a lot of catching up to do. Let's go.
1: I'm gonna get in the back seat. With Glenda? Against all of my better judgment, I just, Jenny just doesn't even know right now. She just gets in the back seat quietly.
5: I press the gas a little harder than I should, and the car juts forward, <laughs> and I don't stop.
0: If you enjoyed our show, please remember to rate and review What's in the Rift on your favorite podcast platforms. If you really like the show, you can find us on Patreon to support us directly. Find links to our Patreon and Discord servers on whatsintherift.com. We appreciate the time that you spent with us, and we're looking forward to spending some more time with you soon. In the rift is brought to you by gas station drugs.